when we are procrastinating on something, odds are it's because we have this insane expectation put on the thing that we are trying to get done. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. <laughs> you know, we start every every show with the two segments, and that is how did I get in my own way and uh, a small goal to celebrate. And you know, I always do like a little outline before the show, nothing crazy, just like kind of getting my thoughts on paper or else I'm going to ramble for hours on end. But on my, how I got in my own way, I had this like, whole thing mapped out. I was like, okay, like, you know, I did a hard run this weekend. I was down on myself, but I transformed it with the power of questions. And I was going to talk about the power of questions and all this stuff. And then <laughs> my silly butt is sitting down for work at noon today. I, I normally take Wednesday mornings to make it really easy. It's starting to get cold here in Colorado, so I'm pushing back my longer runs a little bit later because your girl does not like running in 35 degrees. And um, I'm sitting here, you know, I've had my lunch, I've had my shower, I've like had my water and all this stuff, and I'm sitting down, I'm looking at the outline, and then I grab my phone. And I scroll through my phone for like 30 minutes. (laughs) And finally, it like hit me. I was like, oh my God, like you're still on your phone. Like you have a podcast episode to record. Why are you procrastinating? And then I was like, okay, I'm going to put it down. You know, like we're going to go back to the editing or we go back to the outline. And I looked at the podcast title, totally having forgot what it was about and saw that this episode was all about procrastinating. (laughs) And I fucking lost it. I was like, okay, well, there you go. Like. So how did I get in my, my own way this week? I mindlessly, numbingly scrolled through my phone on a random Wednesday and just, oh my God, I just found that so ironic. But um, luckily, I, I kind of came to came to my, my, my senses and, and was like, wait, okay, you have something to do. You know how to do it. Like, let's go. And what are you, I always ask the question if I notice, like I'm kind of pushing something off or procrastinating a little bit, I ask like, what's a deeper issue here? Because it's never the idea of like, oh, I don't want to do it. I love recording these shows. Um, But I was like, okay, what's a deeper issue? Like what's going on? And I was like, oh, there's a part of this episode that I don't feel like is fully hashed out. So let's go through and let's hash it out before we press record. And I did. And then I immediately press record. 
and just started laughing on mic. I just thought that was so funny and so ironic and just shows that there is so much, like so much humanity in all of us. It is so funny. And truly it goes to show that, I mean, I know not everyone's like this, but I know me personally for a long time, social media was my procrastination clutch. Like it was everything that I, um, mind numbingly zoned out with. So I didn't have to do things that scared me. And I just think about all the hours and the hours and hours I spent just like mindlessly numbingly scrolling through social. And I don't remember anything that I saw. Whereas I know there's a long, there's a long amount of years that I could have spent those hours doing X, Y, Z. But on the show, we don't beat ourselves up and make ourselves feel guilty for all the things we coulda, shoulda, woulda done. Because who's got time for that? Who's got energy for that? That is such a, that's such an old personal development model way of thinking in my personal opinion. Whereas I heard something not too long ago. I think I've even used this phrase on the podcast before, but um, I think it's Abraham Hicks who says, become a gentle observer. When you notice that something's awry, just gently observe what's going on. So for instance, today when I was on my phone scrolling through social, I was like, okay, I'm not going to beat myself up for just being on this app for X amount of time. I'm instead going to gently observe and ask myself, okay, what's the deeper issue here? And it, it just takes that emotional intensity out of it. And I know as perfectionists, a lot of the time, procrastination can feel this like really heavy shame, guilt, um, weighted topic. And do I think that's the cure-all? No, but I do think that for some, some maybe more minor things or the more you get in the habit of it, it definitely, it really does help. And it just takes that like you are not living up to your expectations. You're not living up to the, the person you should be. And it's just, oh God, it just drives me freaking insane when people talk about that because who is anyone else? I'm getting on a high horse now, but who is anyone else to say who you should be or what you should do or your own expectations or standards for living? That's really your inner guidance that gets to say that. And I'm not saying that in a woo-woo way. I'm really just saying like there is a voice inside of you that is calling you in a certain way. There's a voice inside you that's telling you like, hey, I want this. This is my dream. This is my goal, and maybe it's really buried deep down where you don't really know what it is, or maybe it's right at the surface where you think about it every single day. But a lot of times we don't we don't let ourselves be alone with that voice. We numb it with constant information with um, I know for a while, and I still sometimes do this. I'm totally gonna call myself on my own bullshit, but um, I have a hard time sometimes being in silence. And that's why I think meditation for me is really, really, really valuable because I love having that moment of silence where it's just like me and my own thoughts so I can really tune in and listen. Or sometimes on runs, I'll just go ahead and stop my music and just like let myself be with my breath. And and I run in a place where it's like a lake and mountains and it's freaking gorgeous. Um, and just let myself be there. But so often we numb out and are constantly letting other things come between our ears, basically. So Netflix, podcasts, um, ironically, you're listening to a podcast right now. I hope you're not numbing. If you are, pause this episode and come back to it later. But Or pause this episode for one minute and just listen to your own thoughts and then come back. Um, 
but like, I mean, podcasts, what else? Uh, social media, obviously, that's a big one. And I mean, our phones are just constantly attached to us. So of course, we don't like being alone anymore. We have a constant crutch all the time. So um, it's just, um, this is a really long-winded way of saying that sometimes that that inner voice, that inner guidance is really wanting to contact you and and be there for you, but you got to slow down and listen. So even just like a minute, 60 seconds, 30 seconds of intentional quiet time does a lot of good down the line. I know that sounds like such a minimal amount of time. And I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all perfectionists, especially if you're used to constant stimulation, if you will, it's going to feel uncomfortable, period. It's going to be real uncomfortable because it's so against our norm. But the more it's like anything, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, right? So even just starting with 30 seconds, a minute, a minute and a half. I mean, it does not need to be anything like 20 hours long. I was actually just talking with a, um, a client the other day. We were talking about meditation retreats. And I, I told her, I was like, look, I if I went to a 10-day meditation retreat, because normally they like take your phone away. You're not allowed to talk most of the time. Like you're silent for 10 days. You're meditating for like uh, God, anywhere between three to like 10 hours a day. It's, it's, it's a lot of alone time. And I've heard magical stories come from these experiences. But I told her, I was like, if I did one of those right now, I would need a straight jacket at the end of it. I would not be okay. <laughs> now, could I do like a two or three day one? She was actually telling me that there was a, I think she said three day one where, um, yeah, they take away your phone. Honestly, that wouldn't be too bad. It's more than not talking, the like constant silence. Um, but apparently they do like a little debriefing at the end of the day. It's like a few hours of meditation, yoga, walking meditation. And I was like, that is my shit. I would so be about that. But could I have said that two years ago? Absolutely not. I would have been like that. I would have, um, eaten my own hair by the end. (laughs) I would be sitting in a corner eating my hair. Um, but I'm going on such a side tangent now, but really and truly just sitting alone with your thoughts and not letting that that constant chitter chatter actually will help with your procrastination if you notice that you're doing that. That constant stimulation that you're seeking through Netflix, social media, blah, blah, blah. Just being alone for a second, you might get some direction and get some clarity, which we'll talk about a lot later on in this episode, that will help you move the needle forward rather than feeling like you constantly need to procrastinate. Now, as always, we also do a second segment on the show and... I'm going to try to get through this without like happy tears running down my face, but drum roll, please. Our goal to celebrate this week is that Goal Smasher, my course all about setting clear goals, creating an overwhelm-free plan, and learning the secret to keeping your motivation high and consistent is live, baby. It is here. This is the course that is the foundation of how I coach, and I mean, really at the core, it was so fun to make. It was so much fun to do these courses and these modules and lessons. And each and every single module has like a little introduction. It has a lesson. It has a homework assignment. It has a PDF that's probably multiple pages, depending on the module you're working on. There's a visualization. There's a a worksheet that you put up on your wall. So your reticular activating system is happy, which I explain everything of what that means in the course. But I am just... uh, I'm so thrilled that this is out and about in the world and 
Um, some people already got it over the weekend and they're starting to crush their goals. I've heard incredible feedback from this course and just how curated it is for perfectionists, which is the the whole premise behind it is this um, idea that it's it's for two kinds of people. One who feels like they're doing everything and yet not moving the needle forward. And it's also for the people who feel like they're putting off their dream and procrastinating, procrastinating, procrastinating when they know they could be doing so much more. And it, it's so simple. It's breaking everything down so meticulously. And I'm just, I'm thrilled that it's finally out there into the world and you can go learn about it, go get it. And all the information is in the show notes, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher. Um, that's about all I can do without just openly weeping about how how proud I am of this thing and how much people are changing their lives with it. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with the responses that I've gotten. So thank you if you've already dove into the course. I'm thrilled for you. I hope things are going well. And if you have not already, but you're curious, everything is on that landing page. And if you have other questions, reach out to me. I am so open about whether or not this course is right for you at this moment. Whew, I'm so, I'm so happy. Alrighty, my sweet friends, let's dive into the meta today, which is a whoo, whole buddy. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. Literally, clearly, as I talked about endlessly as, as I procrastinated doing this episode. <laughs> so why do we procrastinate? First of all, why do procrastination and perfectionism go together? I heard someone recently say like procrastination is so the opposite of perfectionism. Like they kind of went off on a little tangent with it. And I was just like, um, okay, you're welcome to your own opinion here. Like I'm not here to change your opinion if that's definitely what's rooted in your belief system. But here's why they do go together. Here's why they actually go hand in hand together. Because perfectionists don't like doing tasks until they know they can do it perfectly. Actually, I think it's Tony Robbins who has this framework about six human needs that we have as human beings. And these are things that we're constantly chasing, but we tend to chase two of these six more than the others. And perfectionists are more than likely, I'm not saying always, but more than likely chasing this need for certainty. They need to be certain that they can do something and not fail because there's this rule in their brain That if they make a mistake, if it's not to their standards, which are exponentially high, or if they just flat out fall on their face, or if they get caught, that's another big one I've been hearing lately. If any of those things happen, then they are not enough. They are not worthy. Basically, our brain equates that to you are being ostracized. You are being like annihilated. You're being cut off from everyone else and you will be lonely, which our brain literally perceives loneliness as a death sentence. Because think about it, when we were back, way back when, um, I talk a lot about the cave, the cave days when we were all um, in, in, as cave people. I, I know there's a better way of saying that. I'll, I'll think of some, something someday. But back when we were cavemen and women and humans, we would always be in packs, right? If you were not with the pack, the wilderness, the world, the bears, the saber-toothed tigers could get you really easily. And so if we were ostracized or if we were kicked out or if we were left behind, our brain kicked in survival mode because literally it says you are going to die. Now, again, while we have maybe 
elevated ourselves as a society, our brains have not done that much elevating. And they still view this as a death sentence. So a lot of the times, maybe this is not what you're thinking consciously every single day. In fact, I'm willing to bet you're probably not. But most of the time, I'm not saying all the time, but most of the time, this is what's going on between our ears. Is that if I fail, I will be literally cut off from society or I will be alone or I will feel alone. But obviously, we are not living like that every single day, or at least consciously, right? So how might this show up for us in our day-to-day lives? For example, you might have this idea of something you something you want, and you might not have started going after it yet. And for us, this might just be this, this idea of like, oh, I'll do it someday, I'll do it someday, I'll do it someday, I'll do it someday, and keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. Now, it might be this open-ended thing. It also might be a project or uh, an activity that more has like a deadline that you don't do until the very last minute or I actually oh my god I heard something the other day where it was like a lot of times perfectionists will put off things to the last minute because they're so afraid of like their impossible standards that they've put on for themselves that they literally will not start a project but if they do it last minute they immediately either lower the expectations so then they can say oh it wasn't that good or oh i didn't do my best or all this stuff and they get to basically poo poo their own work but stay safe and not have to try for quote perfection because if they try for quote perfection they'll probably fail this again this is what's going on in their brain this is not in in my opinion this is not what's actually real but a lot of times this feels real to perfectionists right So a lot of times we'll put things off to that very last minute so we don't have to put that perfectionism or that perfect emblem on it and we get to basically say, oh, I just did this overnight so it's not going to be that good so I didn't have to really, quote, try even though you're killing yourself overnight. I was actually having this conversation via my my walkie-talkie app that I have with all my clients and we were having this conversation yesterday where one of my clients was saying, she has had this incredible idea for a career path for herself and she's always just kind of held it as like a someday thing, someday thing, but she's held it on such a beautiful dream, dreamland, dreamscape, but she's constantly been procrastinating researching for it until yesterday when she really started diving into research. She has a journal devoted to research for it and she's so excited and she she sent me a message and she was like, I cannot believe how much information there is out here. I can't believe I haven't done this before. Um, This is like, I I just, I have always been putting this off. And I want to make it really clear because a lot of times, this is a perfect example. I actually said this to her. Have you ever had a bill that needs to be paid and you just kept putting it off? You kept putting it off, 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 putting it off. And then you did it and it takes literally 20 minutes or less to do And you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. The reason we keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off is because our brain puts this big, scary bubble around it that in the, let's say in the bill example, that it's this bit like it it turns this little teeny tiny chipmunk into this like monster Bigfoot human demon that's like, this is so scary. This is so scary. Like, oh my God, like your brains like build it up to be this really intense, scary thing. And then we do it and we're like, wait, that was just a chipmunk. 
And a lot of the times I see this over and over and over again when people start going after their goals, especially if it's something that is big and scary on a pedestal of theirs because they're suddenly like, wait, this isn't that scary. Like, why did I think that this was so scary? And I always tell them it's because your brain is programmed that way. Your brain is programmed to see something that's really like something you dream, something you really want. And especially when we're curated perfectionists and we put it on this major high pedestal and we put these heavy, heavy expectations on it, it becomes from that chipmunk to that big, scary, Bigfoot demon, right? And so when it's that big, scary, Bigfoot demon, our brain views that as a threat to our survival, literally, even though it's research or paying a bill or posting on social media about our business. And our brain will do anything to keep us safe, including procrastinate, including watching Netflix or going to bed or a slew of other things or things that you think are moving the needle forward, but in actuality, they're just a bunch of side things that are comfortable. So I've noticed this a lot with procrastination and it's this idea, especially when procrastination and imposter syndrome go hand in hand, if they're procrastinating something because they feel like an imposter to go after it, I've noticed they create this rule around, I can't go after this thing until blank happens. So for example, here's some that I've actually heard really recently. Here's three examples. I can't start my business until I have at least 100,000 followers. I can't launch a podcast until I become a famous speaker. I cannot start working with a personal trainer until I lose 15 pounds. Yes, I have literally heard all of these recently in the last like few weeks. And it's all perfectionism wanting to halt you from going after what you want because of that fear of failure. If we are perfect before stepping up to the plate, then of course we won't fail because we're perfect, because we've already lost the weight, because we already have the following, because we already have the speaking skills. I'll tell you guys, if you go and listen to the first few episodes of the show, I am not a good speaker. That's <laughs> not good. But that's because I noticed that this rule was starting to happen in my head. Okay, I can't become a podcaster until I have like a perfect speaking voice or whatever. And I caught myself in that and I was like, whoa, like, hold up. That's just perfectionism. That is just my fear of failure talking in. What, how do I become a better speaker? Oh, I practice, I speak, I do it more. And then I press publish basically on my first episode. And as other ways that it showed up for me, this, this rule has showed up for me in my life is I would, so back in college, um, one of the things in most art schools, uh, is that there's this, huge emphasis put on practicing. Obviously, if you're trying to master something, you have to practice because you cannot just become that magic pill version of yourself that's just hunky-dory master at the very first try. We talked about this uh, with like the Harry Potter syndrome a lot. And actually, there's an episode coming up where we really dive into this. Uh, And actually, (laughs) episodes with one of my clients. It's a great episode. I'm so excited for it to launch. Anyway, but there's this big emphasis put on practicing, right? And I realized that I would always procrastinate on practicing at my school because I was terrified that if I didn't sound perfect in my practice sections, good good lord, (laughs) good lord, um, 
I realized that if I didn't sound perfect in my practice sessions, that means I failed or I'm not a good enough singer or I'm not a good enough performer. And there's a reason that it took me a while to, I mean, my self-confidence was also shattered. Many of you know my story, but there's a reason that my, my levels as a singer were so low is because I couldn't, first of all, I was, I had like panic attacks before I'd go on stage. So my breathing was just totally off. And as a singer, breathing's pretty important, but also I would just, I would not be able to ingrain these practices that I would do. Another way is that I had this idea back way back when, when I was first opening my business, I was just marketing and coaching to um, performers. But I had this idea for so many years because I knew I wanted to do coaching for, oh my God, since I was 15, 14, I know and I wanted to do this. But I had this idea that, okay, if I want to be a successful coach, then I have to be on Broadway first. And I shit you not, I lived by this rule up until the day I started my business. I kid you not. There was a finally like skies parted, angel singing hallelujah moment where I was like, maybe I don't need to be on Broadway first before I do this. And then I did it and I had incredible feedback immediately, which was so, so wonderful. And then another one is that I didn't go to the gym for a long time. I would procrastinate for years on going to the gym or I'd procrastinate for hours until I was like, oh, well, it's not too close for me to go to work. So I guess I can't, I can't do it. AKA I'd self-sabotage the crap out of myself because I thought that I had to look cute in order to go to the gym. I had to have a cute outfit. I had to have my makeup done. I had to have lost 30 pounds or whatever. To be fair, I also had an eating disorder when this was going on. So I never felt cute in any of my outfits or my makeup or um, all that good stuff. So that was just another way of me procrastinating, doing things that actually would make me feel really good. I obviously addressed the eating disorder stuff at the core, and then the gym became a lot more fun. But this way of thinking this, I can't do this until I've achieved this incredibly high standard thing, has this presupposition that we have to be perfect already, or at least our mind's version of perfect, before we go after the things that will make us happy. Think about that. We have to be perfect first, then we can be happy. No, I want to run away from this way of thinking because that is so detrimental and so not the case for so many of us. In fact, it's exactly the opposite sort of, opposite adjacent. First we're happy, then we realize perfection doesn't fucking matter. Like, if we realize perfection is such a myth that we've bought into from social media or from curated feeds or stuff like that. Are you running around trying to achieve your goals, but feel like you're accomplishing nothing and making no progress? Or are you approaching every task on your to-do list with the urgency of a house fire causing you to burn out quickly? Or are you beating yourself up because you're not where you wanna be and you're constantly telling yourself you're behind? Or are you overwhelmed by your big goals and it's causing you to procrastinate on what you really truly want? If I just added you in any way, hear me on this. You are not alone. And it's for those exact reasons why I created Goal Smasher, my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals create and implement an overwhelm-free plan, 
and learn the secret for keeping your motivation high and consistent. And now, Goal Smasher is live and available to everyone. By the way, this is the exact technique that has led my clients to starting and going full-time in their dream businesses, being featured on top publications, hitting record-breaking monthly revenues, going from unemployed to making over six figures, losing 80 pounds in under a year, moving across the country to their dream state, receiving their doctorate, making healthier lifestyle choices that add up to big energy boosts, and so much more. With Goal Smasher, you will get a crystal clear plan for what you want. Create a strategy on exactly how to get there. Plus, you'll learn the secret sauce for how to stay motivated and fulfilled, not just until you reach the finish line, but throughout the whole process. The best part, Goal Smasher is a tool you can use over and over and over and over again with each new goal you have. Goal Smasher is available now. Check it out by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher or click the link in the description. Now back to the episode. I've talked your ear off about why perfectionism and procrastination go so hand in hand. I'm sure I've added many of you who are listening right now. I was in this pattern for many, many, many years. So what can we do about it? First and foremost, remind yourself that it's not an overnight switch. This way of thinking is so deeply ingrained in our subconscious mind because it's a survival technique. Literally, a survival technique. However, awareness, which is the one thing that you can, number one thing that you can do about it, awareness is the first step always. If we become aware of us procrastinating, like earlier when I was on social media scrolling and I finally had this awareness of like, wait, what am I doing? Hold up. There's a deeper issue here. And if we have that awareness to, to, find the deeper meaning, find out what's actually going on. Honestly, even just knowing that it's a survival technique will, it counts as a first step. So listening to this podcast episode is really a first step of what you can do about it. Because if you catch yourself falling into the, um, in order to go after this thing, I have to do this outrageously high expectation thing. If you're catching yourself in that, you can pull yourself out of it or you can realize, oh, wait, that's actually not real. What would happen if I just started now? There's a proverb, I think we talked about this in last episode, that says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Now, I don't love this because I don't think that there's this, maybe I'm just drilled to think this way, like there's kind of like the shame or like, oh, you should feel guilty because you didn't start it 20 years ago. No, absolutely not. That's when we bring in that gentle observer. Say, okay, I didn't start this 20 years ago because I had a very different set of beliefs, thinking. I was I was doing the best I could with what I was given at that moment, just like I am now. And maybe in this moment, we're choosing to believe different things or we're choosing to be curious about different things. So the first step really and truly is becoming aware of what's going on. And in fact, what happens when we become aware of things, we've talked about our good old-fashioned buddy, 
the reticular activating system. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Love him. He's the best. The reticular activating system, for those of you who do not know, or the RAS for short, is like a car filter for our brain. Let's say, for instance, we're going about life, do, 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 do. And at any given moment, this is capital T truth, friends, at any given moment, we are taking in almost 80 million bits of information at once. Seriously. Anything from your blood pumping through your left ear, my sultry voice infiltrating your ears as well, the hair on your ears brushing through the wind from the audio coming in, the light and where it's coming from, how it feels on your skin, how it feels on your left arm and your mole on your left arm. We are taking in so much information all at once. And if we were consciously aware of all of this, oh God, we would never open our eyes. I mean, it would be just so insane. So this reticular activating system is here to do three things. Delete, distort, and generalize the things that 80 million bits of information we're taking in. So it deletes out the things that are not important, aka the things we've deemed not important. If you are always focusing on things you're lacking or things you're not or why you're not enough, your brain is going to delete all the reasons you are enough, all the reasons you have enough, all the things you currently have or are gaining because your brain does not deem it important based off your current set of belief systems and blueprint. It also is distorting. It literally distorts reality so it matches what's going on in your brain. And then it generalizes maybe like a pack of a hundred things so it's just one thing coming into your brain just to kind of make it smaller chunks. But that deleting one is really important because when we become aware of something, we have deemed that thing important. If you become aware of, oh, I'm in this pattern of procrastinating, your brain is going to stop deleting the moments you're procrastinating and let them in so that your conscious mind can say, oh, I'm procrastinating right now. Why is that? What's going on? Gentle observer, gentle observer. Number two. We've talked about this quote a million times before, and I'm actually literally in the process of painting it on a canvas. I have this total sidestep because I'm just really excited about it. Um, I have this set of four canvases that I'm going to do two with quotes and two with my colors, and it's going to be the background of my office. I'm very excited. Anyway, but there's this quote that says, trade your expectations for appreciations and your whole life will change. Here's what this means here. When we are procrastinating on something, odds are it's because we have this insane expectation put on the thing that we are trying to get done. So for example, let's say we're at, uh, we're at our good old nine to five tech job because I lived this for so long. Um, and you have a project that is put into your lap by your boss. And you're like, I'm going to make this the best mother freaking project this guy has ever seen. It is going to be so good. I'm going to be the best project maker ever. And you put this insanely high expectation on this project. Your brain's going to see that and be like, whoa, that's intimidating. Holy crap, you're not enough to go after that right now. I'm going to put that off. I'm going to put it off, put it off, put it off. 
And then the next thing you know, it's the night before and you're like, fuck, I need to do that now. Rather than looking at that as a high expectation, trading it for an appreciation. Wow, I got this project. I'm really excited about it. It's highlighting my skills in this way. It's growing my skills in this way. Even if it's a project that you freaking despise, you can still find ways to be appreciative of it. This is a project that's paying my bills. Like I'm able to support my side hustle that I love and I'm wanting to grow. I'm able to support my family or my health or my teeth or whatever in this way. And there's always something to find appreciation for. But when we take a pre or when we take expectations out of it and we trade it for appreciation for the thing that we're putting a lot of high expectations on, it becomes less intimidating. And it becomes easier to create steps to go after it. It's putting it back down onto your level rather than making it seem like the scary thing that's off in the distance. Now, this is a practice. This is literally why I'm painting it and putting it on my wall because I want to be reminded of this as often as possible because this is something I'm still learning and I'm really wanting to to embody on a daily basis. And the way to embody things on a daily basis, I'm going to go ahead and spoil, we talk about this a lot in Goal Smasher, but the way to embody this on a daily basis is to literally have it somewhere in front of your face. If you're wanting to learn a new skill, learn a new affirmation, get a new belief, put it in your face as often as possible. On your phone, on your alarms, on your phone, on a sticky note in your bathroom, on the background of your computer, on a canvas that you painted on the wall. I mean, like, if you want to make this a part of your nervous system, make it easy for your conscious mind to be reminded of it as often as possible. Last but not least, friends, I want you to take this one to heart. And if you take one thing out of this episode, let it be this. When you are procrastinating on something, It is because more often than not, you feel like you need to do everything for that project all at once. That is impossible. You are not a human being that can juggle 50,000 things at once. Overachievers, I know you think you can, but please listen to me on this. It's really not a sustainable way of living and you drive yourself insane. I know you have been burned out for like four years. Um, Anyway, but... When we, rather than thinking that we have to do these 40,000 things all at once to get this project done, and if we can't get it done all at once and we're a failure, rather than doing that, chunking it down. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but that's because it's really important. And I'll go ahead and tell you guys, we do a deep dive on this in Goal Smasher. Goal Smasher. (laughs) I created this course and I can't even say it. Goal Smasher. We do an entire module and then some devoted to this topic because it is so important when it comes to going after your goals and going after kicking procrastination out of your every ounce of your body. Doing one small thing at a time. Here's a way of thinking about this. Do you remember in Friends, the, the TV show, when Chandler is about to marry Monica. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, sorry. Um, But if you haven't seen it, I'm assuming it's been out for like 35 years. I'm assuming you're just never going to watch it. Um, But Chandler is about to marry Monica and he's super overwhelmed. He's like, oh my God, this is so scary and intimidating. And Ross is like, okay, step one, take a shower. All you need to do is take a shower. You know how to do that, right? 
Chandler's like, yeah, I guess so. And Chandler goes to take a shower. Then it's the next thing. Uh, I can't remember what the next thing was. Put on your suit, I think it was. Put on the suit. Next thing, walk down the aisle. Like it's chunking it down into teeny tiny little things. And it's the same thing here. If you're intimidated or procrastinating on something, chunk it down. See what is step one rather than what is step 15 and do step one first. This is a meaty topic. And believe me, this runs deep. But really and truly, this is one of the biggest life lessons I have learned that has changed my pattern of procrastination. I very rarely procrastinate, except for when I'm about to (laughs) film an episode on procrastination. I very rarely procrastinate anymore because I chunk things down into those one small thing tasks. And again, this is a thing we talk about at length and implement at length in Goal Spasher. There's a lot of personalization in this module. So, And above all, remember that this style of changing your brain, changing your mind, changing your overall habits, because procrastination is a habit, yes, it takes time. It's not going to be perfect on the first try. And if you are not perfect on the first try, that does not mean you failed. Or if you do it perfectly or wonderfully or however for three days and then you mess up on day four, that does not mean it's not working. Please hear me on that. This is something I work a lot on with my one-on-one clients is this constant idea of what's currently working, what's not working. Looking at what's not working, how can we try a different approach? What can we do differently? And like I say this all the time, but personal development is personal here and procrastination is no different here. So I hope this helped you guys. I hope this opened your eyes to certain patterns that you might have um, or notice that you're being stuck in this, this pattern of procrastination marrying perfectionism. But again, I will be honest, this is a tough nugget to break, but it is not impossible in the slightest. You can do this. I believe in you and it starts here with this awareness, your reticular activating system is so purring with happiness right now. So it thanks you. Again, this takes awareness, curiosity, and those small steps towards changing it. And the next thing you know, procrastination is truly a thing of the past. Is that easier said than done? Of course, Nicole. Duh. Of course it's easier said than done because that's how all inner work is. It is so much easier said than done. That's why like when you read a book, on personal development or something, you're like, oh my God, that's such a good sentence. I'm going to totally live by that for the rest of my life. And then um, uh, maybe you don't. (laughs) There's been many moments like that. But there's been moments also where I've read a sentence in a book and I'm like, oh my God, that changed my whole way of thinking. And I implemented it. I implemented it into my life And that's where all the change came from. It wasn't just from knowing this idea. It was from implementing this idea that I read. So don't just know this stuff about procrastination. If this is a really hard topic for you, implement the stuff we talked about. And if you know you need a little bit more TLC, which most people do, I am one of those people for sure, then reach out to me. Let's schedule a discovery call where we literally just do 30 free minutes of coaching. It's really fun. I love it. But you guys, starting somewhere is crucial. And again, you're here, so you are starting somewhere. So give yourself a big old pat on the back and know that you're fucking amazing because you are. So again, I've, I've mentioned this a few times in this podcast episode, but Goal Smasher covers a lot of this because a lot of procrastinators have goals that they're wanting to do. 
and it's live. It is officially out here into this world. So I urge you to go check out Goal Smasher if you really resonated with a lot of stuff in this episode. I created this technique because I was stuck in this pattern for so long. And this exact technique that I teach you in Goal Smasher is the thing that brought me out of it. I, again, no bullshit. I go after goals with zero procrastination now and a hell of a lot of motivation. I literally just came back from a five mile, five mile run because I have another half marathon coming up. That's my big goal I'm working on right now. And it is this, this style of living your life where it's like going after goals, but not like going after goals, checking them off, always looking for what's next. No, (laughs) that's a lot of, no, that we celebrate ourselves along the way. We, we have motivation throughout. We have fulfillment throughout, happiness throughout. It's not only when you reach the finish line. The, and I, I talk about this literally in the first module of Goal Smasher, but you become, you go after goals to become a certain type of person, not to just check something off of a list. And if you are procrastinating right now, I know there's a type of person that you want to be because you keep daydreaming about them. I swear to you, it is so much closer, easier, and more possible than you think it is. So if this sounds like you, go check out Goal Smasher. The link is in the description, or you can just go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash Goal Smasher, all one word, and just read about it. See if it's something that might be for you. And if you need a little bit of extra guidance, message me. I will tell you if it's for you or not. I'm not here to just be like, I'm just going to send you on your merry way if it's not for you. <laughs> no, like if it's not for you, I'll steer you where else to go. I think that's really important in a in a coach or a mentor, no matter who you are. So <clears throat> stepping off my high horse. Anyway, again, if you are interested, go check out the course. It's in the link in the description, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher. Until next time, I adore you all, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to check out Goal Smasher, my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals, create an overwhelm-free plan, and learn the secret for keeping your motivation consistent and high. Check it out by going to the link in the show notes or by searching lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher. Also, take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus, you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.